0: Madrasa on A as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh And welcome to Madrasa on A Of course developing Islam in me I'm your host Yasmina Peterson Along special guest in studio None other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams And at this moment in time We kickstart our topic being Knowing my Lord sheik Assalamu alaikum.
1: وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته ما شاء الله MashaAllah. سافه your
0: الحمد لله يا شيخ
1: الحمد لله على كل حال ما شاء الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاه والسلام على من بعد ربي اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا بما ينفعنا ونفعنا بما علمتنا. Alhamdulillah, allow me just to request us to be able to put our hands together to start with opening up in the doa. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين والجنة للموحدين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتوب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا فإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد واصحابه وبارك وسلم سُبْحَانَكَ رَبِّكَ رَبِّ الْعَزَّةِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَلَمِينَ Alhamdulillah, <coughs> in our session yesterday, we dealt with knowing my Lord, where we emphasize the understanding of looking through the life of the Anbiya and the people as to how Allah wants us to realize the message of Allah to all the Anbiya and the people are exactly the same All of them ever since the time of Nabi Adam And Allah allowed, allowed mankind to find in Allah's creation And in Allah's messages to mankind The the Rububiyya of Allah that they see And then they draw the conclusion by, by them realizing If this is Allah in His Rububiyya We need to be able to give unto Allah the uluhiyya. The Uluhiyyah we, we said, is making Allah the ilah by having to submit to Allah. And we come to recognize when we are given the instruction to be able to show the Uluhiyyah to Allah, that in actual fact this was given to the whole universe. And the whole universe, the whole natural nature of Allah, in everything that there is, in every direction of creation, the total universe, in its billions and billions of of kilometers, in in every direction that there is, that stretches unto, where there is no end to life, and can, continuous, continuous process of what there is, what they say that you never ever come to a stop. There's a first summer, a second summer, a third summer, a fourth summer, a fifth summer, a sixth summer, a seventh summer, a, a seventh summer, and then the arsh on top of that of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah tells us about the arsh. Allah is greater than the arsh. The arsh is greater than the seven samahawat seven together. And the, the earth is insignificantly small, somewhere hidden in the very, very vast first summer, where in the vastness of the first Samadhi is much space, vast space, panic, And you realize that everything in there, everything in the creation of Allah, they all submit to the Uluhiya of Allah. And what do we mean that they submit to the uluhiyah? They identify that Allah has created them to play a role and to fulfill a job. And they do so precisely as what Allah wants of that, right? And that is the way they show to Allah that they carry out the laws of Allah. And so everything in Allah's creation is submitting to the uluhiyah of Allah. You and I, the human being, with the jinn has been given the opportunity to have a brain box of our own an intellect that we can use to be able to find allah in his uluhiyya and then to be able to then present our uluhiyya to allah ya Rab, may allah grant us to be of that who recognize how fortunate we are that we are of the human race and how fortunate we are of this human race to be of the Ummah of the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and then the last speciality of of that ummah is a group of people who do not accept that Nabi, who does not accept Allah's message, who is not prepared to serve Allah, and they are adamant and arrogant. And some of them has got a great amount of information and knowledge, but not prepared to accept Allah. You and I, how fortunate! How very very fortunate us we are, we are. Can you imagine? We beg of Allah to accept from us. Oh Allah, pardon us for our shortcomings, for for the fact that you've made us Muslim. For the fact that you've granted us this great opportunity to be people of Iman and Taqwa. People of, the, of your deen, ya Rabb. Grant us to be able to be obedient, worthy of your Jannah, the day when we depart from this dunya, ya Rabb, And pardon us for all our shortcomings and our errors. And that is to all of us, inshaAllah. So may Allah grant Khair and Baraka. In our last session, we were dealing with that uluhiyah of Allah and we were looking through the lives of the various Anbiya and we yesterday entered into the life of Nabi Lut and we said how Allah has granted certain things to Nabi Lut and the challenges Allah has given to him now remember we said Allah has given challenges to each and every person ever since the time of Nabi Adam until Al Qiyamah these various challenges that each and every one of them meets up with but the, the Allah has given them greater challenge than the challenge of the people the challenge of the people was something but the challenge of the anbiya was even greater than the challenge of the people allahu akbar so we need to be very very appreciative that allah hasn't given us those challenges how would we have handled ourselves if we had to handle the process of those challenges and one of those Ambiya was Nabi Lut, and we explained yesterday, as to where Nabi Lut came from, he is the, the nephew of Nabi Ibrahim, the, the son of the brother of Nabi Ibrahim, who decided when they have I- expelled Nabi Ibrahim from his people, he, this, this boy and Nabi Ibrahim, with the wife of Nabi Ibrahim, Sarah, went together and they left. And he was a young boy then, and then after a period of time, because he was reared by Nabi Ibrahim and by Sayyidatina sara and he was reared by them and nurtured by them and prepared to be a great personality for the future, Allah chose him as a Nabi for a group of people. And he had to go to these people and he had to remind the people the message of Allah, of what he got from Nabi Ibrahim. And he had to remind those people to return back to the path of Allah because the nature of the people was going off the route of obedience, of, of submission And were they were exposed by shaitan and the fault and the negativity And the wrong and the injustice on this earth And they lived it <coughs> And Nabi Lut guided them, tried to make them understand I need to come back to Allah But the more Nabi, Nabi Lut speak to them, the more they show a sense of arrogance and adamance and they wanted to do, to do things their way. And they felt it uncomfortable to the fact that who are you to come and tell us what to do? Now strange nabidu didn't was not born from amongst them. Allah sent them him to them. And so because he was not born from them and interacted with them from the beginning, unfortunately they almost wanted to deny him everything. Subhanaklahaul Rakuwa
0: Shukran so much for that Sheikh You are in the program Madrasa on Air e, Developing Islam in Me That was the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams In our first segment Knowing My Lord Do know that you can send through a question On our WhatsApp line as well as our Islamist line With regards to our segment Being Knowing My Lord And what Sheikh has been speaking about I'm going to be handing over to Sheikh Nan To continue inshallah Sheikh Bismillah
1: Shukran so Alhamdulillah before the break we were busy speaking as to the background of Nabilut, recapping of the background of Nabilut, and said how Allah has given him some challenges as a Nabi, that he had to deal with a people who had Allah has given to them the responsibility of fulfilling their uluhiyah to Allah. But at the same time, Allah has given them a challenge because they were disobedient to the law of the Nabi They were not prepared to carry that out. They were adamant and arrogant And they interpreted and asked unnecessary questions and they wanted to question this Yes, but what about this and what about that? And Allah then challenged them with a challenge of what Allah has given the challenge to all humanity too But theirs was slightly more uncomfortable and that is the challenge of the sexuality Now we've said in our previous session that the challenge of sexuality Allah has given to all humanity, to everybody, to every young man and young woman, to every old man and old woman. Some of us are fortunate, it's easier than others, some of us is more uncomfortable than others. But here Allah tells us of what has happened with these people and their adamance and their arrogance. And that sense of them wanting to be able to do things their way, to the extent that Allah has challenged them with a challenge, and Allah has changed their natural sexual uh, uh, inclinations, the natural sexual inclination, the natural one, which is nature itself, Allah changed that for them. And when that became a change matter, they then had to choose to be obedient to Allah furtherment, or carry on in having to abuse the process and then they went into the process of abuse and what happened in the process of the abuse of the the change of the sexuality is the nature is that Allah has allowed a man to have a natural inclination of calling unto a woman and woman has a natural and absolutely natural so that the woman can have a calling unto men that is the nature of Allah, Allah's created, Allah made Ashura, and Allah only created two, two, two different genders. There's only two genders of Allah's total creation. In everything that has created, there's only two genders, that's the natural and normal law of Allah. So everything in the universe understands and accepts the fact that the whole universe deals with only two, na- two, two sexes. Two genders, there isn't a third, there isn't a fourth, there isn't a fifth, there isn't a multitude of genders. Nay, there's only two genders. If anybody, as human, is not prepared to accept the process of the advice of Allah and His Rasul and He challenges you with your gender, you need to be able to work to get your gender responsibilities back to the path of either the male or either the female. The situation has developed. In the time of Nabilut where those people went then, male sought, sought to be able to want to be attracted to, by other males. And females got attracted to other females. Subhanak And this became a norm and a common thing. And people went into this thing. And it opened the doors of all the fas- fasad and all the haram and all the negativity. Subhanak la hawla wa quwwata illa billah. To the extent that when Allah granted good things to happen for the purpose of Nabi Lut, that the, his people came to his door, knocking at his door to, when they saw new people. The extent that happens in what we find happening in the present day and time and age that you and I are living in, the homosexuality, the different types of sexualities that there is today, where people say, yes, but I have an inclination to men or to males and to females, and to this and to that, that is inhumane. We must be able to understand when Allah has allowed in the creation of Allah, according to the fiqh in the Islamic books, already when a person is born with a double sex in his body, a double sex in the body, the body has been is born and he finds that there is a double sex, then the Sharia indicates that that person must be developed in such a way by the parents that he must either become male or female. And they must be able to guide him along into the processes of how that is the Sharia shows total complete guidance to that so nobody can claim I'm a double sex in me uh, so I can lean to this and that no you can either be male or you can either be female this is Allah's law remember Allah created everything Allah created everybody and everything and he gives us only the right to be male Or female You cannot be retrosexual or, or polysexual Or whatever you want to do No, 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 no. you cannot, you may not you can only be a sexual male or female and that is only in the whole sharia of Allah. The others' is denial, they deny Allah's law. They're not prepared to turn to what Allah wants and because they don't want to do that and they want to carry on with their wrong, there's only the corruption for the that they choose on themselves. They choose to be corrupted. They choose to be destroyed. They choose that Allah's curse be on them. Ya Rabbul, Ya Rabbul. Is this the season? This is what has happened in the time of Nabi Lut. This is how it happened. The repetition of what happened in the time of Nabi Lut, we are living with today. Now, I remember the days when we were younger, there was people who had a who were born with a double sexes. And when a person was born with a double sex, then the Sharia, according to what I learned, the Sharia gives us the guidance how you must rear that child. And if for that matter this proves that certain things happen in his natural life, then he must be identified that he is a male or that he is a female. Today it can be done so much more better and so much more easier with the expansion of information that we have amongst us, that if a child is young, we can already identify that with for that, we can already identify that this child is a male child or a female child even if we see that both organs is available on the body part and it can be identified whether what would this child would be as he develops from a very very young age we can already identify that subhanakla wa so Allah has allowed that to happen for us today in our life but a person who's been tested while he is a male and he gets inclination and calling for having to be with female with other males or she is a female and she has the inclination to be with other males with other females. that is inhumane. It's not human, it's not natural, it's abnormal, it's totally abnormal. And that person must realize that Allah has put, it, put that person in a test in a trial different to other people. And he or she must keep connection with Allah and beg of Allah and ask of Allah to keep him or her away of having to be able to allow themselves to deal with the negativities. To such an extent that this the Sharia goes and it shows us that no person may ever be accepted to be able to interact males with males and females with females. It's not permissible, Islam Islam does not allow it. You are inhumane, you're doing any injustice, and you're doing all wrong. The Sharia goes as far. If anybody is caught in the act of doing that things, or having to come to complain, and it's been proven that this person is a person of such a nature, according to the Sharia, the law of Allah is that such a person is going to bring negativity Uh, devastation corruption, destruction to the human race it opens up the door to every sin, every wrong and every injustice and in the words of the Nabi when man goes to this extent of participating in life by having to interact the male with the male and the female with the female it will open the door for all the different forms of ailments and sicknesses and diseases and and, and harms that are going to affect the, the world, such as the AIDS pandemic. The origin of the AIDS pandemic, the origin thereof, is when the male and the male wants to be with one another. And when the male and the male wants to be with one another, they interact and they share with one another the life of having to be together. And the entrance into of a male into the back part of another male is an insult to the human race. And it brings negativity and it brings all pain and and sadness because now that portion which Allah did not create for that purpose of being abused. And when the abuse happens and then unfortunately it adds sin and harm and filth and dirt to the body parts. And Subhanak Hawla Wa And that opens the door for Fasad called AIDS that we live in today Yes, I'm sorry that I need to mention this But this is the door This is exactly what happened to the people of Nabilut And Nabilut tried to speak to them Nabilut offered them many other options Nabilut gave them into rising. And Nabilut even went as far as giving to say to them I've got four daughters You have the right to be able to choose any of my daughters as males, they did not want, wouldn't interest the daughters of Nabi, Yusuf, Nabi Lut Subhanak um, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah To such an extent it happened that unfortunately the children, the, the, and, and Nabi Lut and his his family Felt uncomfortable with the processes Allah then showed us what happened with him, with these people Because of them not being able to be able to return to the path of Allah and wanted to carry on with the disobedience. Allah Ta'ala wants for man to recognize Allah Ta'ala is in charge. He is the creator of the universe. And you and I, no matter who we are, we don't say, yes, but, no, 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 but, and no, but yes, when it comes to Allah. We say, we hear and we submit. If this is what Allah commands, if this is our Lord, if Allah speaks, if Allah instructs, if Allah shows the way, Allah is the creator, Allah is the sustainer, Allah is the one who gives us what we live with. We live all in Allah's creation. We enjoy the might and power that Allah has given us. And so we can only move forward with the guidance of Allah. And because of that, because of that, we adhere and we bring the necessary changes. And as we've said, some people are challenged with the sexuality. Yes, all and everybody's been ch- challenged with the sexuality. Some young boys can look around and find what wo- women are looking like and what look at women and spend their times in the mirror by themselves, but also look in the mirror from behind and in, in front of them and, and look around and wear glasses to be able to use uh, where can I put my sight into other th- other people? That's males and females. But that is, not, that is not as bad. We are guided as to how to handle that. That is not as bad when people claim I have a certain sexuality and I have the right now to decide that uh, um, homosexuals need to live together. And they have the right to get married to one another. That is against the law of nature. It, it, it breaks down to such an extent, says the Nabi that if a male goes to the extent of having to interact with another male then that male must be stoned to death must be killed and he must be taken out of society forever removed out of society because it's only going to bring negativity to the society or not allow the society to develop to what is positive and good for the society and thus, Allah allowed the process of Nabi, Nabi Lord to show us as an understanding of the day and time that we find ourselves in that which Allah has challenged them with is of the challenges you and I find ourselves in today. But we need to understand Islam is not a an hard and fast rule only, but it is a recognition message message for man to return back to the path of Allah if we want to be Muslim if I recognize the challenge Allah has given me is a tough challenge I need to embrace my challenge meaning I need to accept it I need to say this is what Allah has given me but I need to understand what is it that Allah guides me to if this is what my challenge is what am I guided to how can I and what did my Nabi do to indicate that I can come to this path of Islam Yes, I can say an Allah ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Being a Muslim, I can say those words, but it doesn't end there. It means when I have accepted that, when I've embraced that, when I've committed myself to that statement, it means now I am forced, I'm compelled, I don't have any desire I don't have a democratic right to decide for myself. I must not I want to I must not I wish to I must submit to the cause of Allah and to the cause of his messenger I don't have an option all I need to ask what is it that my Lord has then guided me to and how must I live my life <coughs> if this is my challenge clear 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 guidance given to me to show me irrespective of what my challenge may be irrespective of what it is the commands of Allah is I must be a Muslim to be able to fulfill as Allah says. My job is to say and I've heard what Allah says Wa Ta'a and I'm only gonna carry out what Allah wants for me. Alhamdulillah <mumbles> rabbil Alameen.
0: Alhamdulillah rabbil Alameen, the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Ayudem's in your program. Madrasa on A, developing Islam in me. That was our very first segment, being knowing my Lord, and that is where Sheikh is going to be leaving it, inshallah. Sheikh ended with our first segment, being knowing my Lord, and we now head on to our second segment, being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me. Do note that you can send through your questions to our WhatsApp number as well as to our SMS, and that is with regards to our program, Madrasa on A, and what Sheikh is going to be speaking about. Sheikh, just before the break, was speaking about um knowing my lord as well as you know looking at some people with regards to you cannot be homosexual and so forth there is a question that came through via our WhatsApp whatsapp line just to get some clarity I say salams are a person allowed to work for people who are gay like a company
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. um working for a gay company in, uh, uh, to be able to in sort of encourage gay situations and in gay activities or gay clothing and gay uh, to be able to motivate the gay uh, 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 profession or, or, or lifestyle that is not permissible if you work for people who are gay by themselves they are gay and they uh, have a job a, a firm but they do other things in the work is permissible then that is you, you probably can but if you are your job to do is to be able to promote the geyser processes that is un-islamic for the you are then working in opposition fighting the natural law of allah ta'ala may allah protect
0: shukran so much for that lines are still open if you want to send through your questions we're heading on to our second segment being i'm a muslim what is expected of me and Sheikh is going to be recapping as to where she stopped yesterday Inshallah, Sheikh bismillah
1: shukran for that one Yasmina. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In yesterday's lesson, alhamdulillah, we went into a new, we were busy. Remember, we are busy under the topic of I'm a Muslim, so what is expected of me, and we went into the Kalimah Shahada some time ago, and then we ended with that, and we went into the Salah. We Remember, we said we're going through the, the very pillars of Islam, the first pillar being the Kalimah Shahada, the second pillar being the, the Salah. And then with the Salah we dealt with, we said that for the Salah, there is prerequisites that need to be there with the Salah. To have this Ibadah of Salah being in application, there must be prerequisites that has been fulfilled by you and me, so that we can actually get into the process of that prayer. Some of those are physical things in what we call the tahara. The physical cleansing processes in tahara that needs to be seen to, such as which we did last, uh, last in our last processes, where we spoke about the istinja, the effects thereof, looking at the toilet and the, the 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 way we should be able to make our mindset, and the way we should be able to react and interact with the toilet. It's part of the istinja. It's part of relieving ourselves. It's part of cleansing ourselves physically, and the method and way we dealt, we went into that as far as we could probably be in detail to what extent we needed to be able to. The details of these is a the necessity of all of us. It's not detailed because I am taking us to detail. It's detailed because this detail is a necessity that each and every one of us need to know. We need to love by it. We need to see that we and our offspring is exposed to it. We need to make sure that our children is all exposed to that. They understand that. And the broadness of dealing with a vast expense of the, when I spoke spoke about the toilet and the exposure of the toilet the public toilet and the private toilet and I said of the different levels that there is of that our children is going to be exposed to that tomorrow and if we do not expose them appropriately to the basis of how to react and they're going to become to meet up with it unfortunately on it in in, in life as life is going to challenge them then they would not know how to react decently and they probably could make the wrong decisions because you and I did not make it our duty to guide them in accordance with that example we were just told now that having to use three stones is not right that's not fair, and how uncomfortable that is and I said to the person if you do not get yourself exposed with and for some reason or another you go on to a trip and you didn't prepare yourself on this journey and a challenge happens to you a tire burst happens on the road and you find yourself in no man's land somewhere in no man's land far away from all development that there is but you need to go to the toilet and there's only one toilet, it's only one toilet to be found, and that is the public toilet. The vast public toilet, the greatest, greatest, greatest big public toilet that there is. Where all the things that you can find you cannot find water there. There's sand, there's stones, there's leaves, there's paper, there's other things. Or oh, this must probably some of those things there is not. Because remember it's the, the public, the major public toilet It could happen to you, could happen to your children, could happen to me But when we get the exposure We can actually help them to be able to grow, to know how to use these things And Islam has come to educate us, to take us out of our adamant Being adamant, No, 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 I won't no, no 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 don't say no say Insha'Allah, I am gonna get myself to come to understand what needs to happen so if Allah puts me into the challenge and the test then I know how to re- react it's easy to say alhamdulillah today we are in the far in 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 a modern world where all the things is ready for us there you you find yourself in no man's land that's the a time. the phone is in charge how do you get to? who do you speak to? You can't even contact a uh, 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 professor uh, uh, Google or Amaona Sh- Google. you can't even prof- uh, phone, uh, contact him. He is not going to give you an answer because you don't have air time. your phone is not charged. or you don't have electricity and you find yourself in nature. It is a normal and a natural thing. And Allah Ta'ala wanted us to realize with all our developments, there's going to be real moments in our life. Real moments. Totally real. Absolutely natural. And Allah wants us to know that no matter our growth, we need not run away from the basic norms that we've been guided with by Allah and His Messenger. So that we, when one day for some reason or another, when we are challenged, it happens to us. And examples of such nature is vast, and it happens every day. I say again, it could happen to you, to me, to my children, or to yours, your family, or to mine. Ya may Allah open the path for all of us. The more we know and understand of this deen, the better it is for us to react in accordance with what is permissible. May Allah grant khayrin to all of us, inshaAllah. And so we've gone to where we have used the toilet and we've exited from the toilet and we've washed our hands and we came to a new process where we entered into what we call those things that we need to do called the Voodoo. Right? We're now entering into the wudu How to be able to see that the wudu becomes part of Allah
0: Inshallah We are going to be up in your company up until 4 o'clock Inshallah, We are now by our second segment being I'm a Muslim, what is expected of me And I now hand over to Sheikh to continue Inshallah, Sheikh Bismillah
1: Shukran, Jazakallah Khair, Barakallah that one and Yasmina. Um, As Yasmina has indicated, we are now in the second segment. I'm a Muslim, so what is expected of me And um, we've gone to the things that we've dealt with in our previ- previous sessions um, We hope to be able to carry on from here onwards, inshallah. We said we are now into the entry of the wudu And how to be able as part of the The, the, the uh, um, development of the prerequisites of Salah We've dealt with Istinja. I think we've covered that extensively. We're looking at the, the portion called the wudu and what happens here. Now, the wudu is something that comes to us from Allah Ta'ala. It comes to us from, from Allah Ta'ala, which means Allah Ta'ala showed us and He educated us and taught us how to be able to make the wudu. And Allah Ta'ala speaks to us and tells us in the Salah, in the Quran, by the fact if we need to stand up and perform Salah, we need to be able to take hudur and that is I'm gonna give the research for you to do please if you don't mind I'm going to tell you what surah number and, and the verse number and I want you to be able to read it and the simple reason why I want you to read it, that when we're going to speak further on the issue that you had enough exposure to have read what Allah has said in the Holy Quran, and tomorrow you don't, say, you don't say that Sheikh Ibrahim says Sunni, so, or the deepest one says so, or the deepest one says so. You say, Allah Ta'ala says to us, and you speak with the power that Allah has given you. As the individual who has developed yourself with understanding and you've gone to the Quran and you saw and you read intentionally wanting to improve wanting to empower you with the knowledge of Allah with that which Allah has sent the Quran and you go there and you open the Quran and you read it and believe you me you're gonna get great rewards for the fact that you've read it you don't only do the wudu, you now know where it comes from and you know what Allah says about it right If you don't mind so uh, allow me um the the, the homework or the, the research that i want you to do very very light not difficult not research and having to do go find books and all that you go to the english translation of the quran you go to surah number five surah number five and you go into that surah verse number six verse number six as easy as that you read it and you capture the reading and you take a notebook, and where you rewrite in the notebook, Surah, as you said, the word word do, Surah number five, verse number six, and you write down the ver- the Surah name there, and you write what what you found uh, written there. If you want to write the whole all the verses in English translation, you can do that. Or you just can read write the highlights of what you've read in that verse, right? What is it that Allah is saying to us in that verse and look at the things and we can discuss that later on inshallah that is this is the one aspect of the wudu. The other aspect of the wudu is that this wudu as we said, it first and foremost comes from Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala teaches us in the Quran about this wudu. And this wudu is the wudu given to us by our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam who showed us how to do the, ahari, uh, the, the, the wudu. Now there is a portion in the books of Fiqh that is called the books of Tahara, the book of cleanliness. And the book of cleansing or cleanliness, In that, in the book of Tahara, there you probably will find the story to do with the ablution or the wudu. How to take ablution, the, the English word for wudu, how to take wudu, how to take the ablution. <coughs> and it would be very very nice that you can read through the, the approach that they have. But I specifically want to be able to, to direct you to a hadith wherein we can see how the Sahaba anhu, taught the other and the Tabi'een and the Tabi'at how they were taught of how the nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught them to do remember this is fundamental remember we say to you in the life of the muslim there's two fun fundamental questions that each and every muslim must love by the question of what does allah instruct us and how what does allah say we must do what does allah say we must do and then how O oh, Nabi Sallallahu sallam did it? That is the two important questions. And if you and I go and find those things, and we, we now learn it becomes our knowledge, we can share it with might and power and quality and say to our children, this is it. This is how it should be done. If you don't mind, right? Remember in Islam, the objective of seeking knowledge is not to be able to prove that I know. No, 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 no. So if you know, then what? Then what? If you know, you're supposed to apply. So the importance is application. But the fact that you and I not only remain a child and we develop and we grow and we become the adults of tomorrow, we become in charge of society tomorrow, we have the responsibility to care, to guide, to direct, to illustrate, to be the, 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 the role models for the next generation because that is a natural law. Coming to know is a necessity. Coming to apply is a necessity. And then knowing it to be able to educate and teach others is also part of that necessity. For what you and I have learned, remember, you and I and our children live in a time today so different to of before. And many a times your mom and dad says, different. And we, you and I, see that our children are telling us the things that they are reared with in the madaris and in the schools are so different than what we were reared. And so we need to preserve the method of Allah and the method of his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa So that our children is not being affected by the vast form of corruption and destruction that shaitan is using to destroy this deen amongst our children. Remember that? so we need to make sure that you and i also not apply only but we pl- apply and we also have the knowledge so i will guide you to what allah says the question what does allah say and you teach your children what allah says and you make sure the child goes to a madrasa but you also guide them in the home that which is the natural format remember the knowledge that you and i learned in the madrasa didn't become effective why not because the in the home environment was the place that actually taught us how to apply isn't it the information came from the madrasa but the how to apply came from the home so mom and dad remember in our discussion about understanding the the leadership in islam that there must be professor mum and professor dad at home and in the role of Professor Mum and Dad, we have a bigger role than all the Madrasa, Madrasa teachers. And our role is to see that our children is been given the environment, the environment of applying Islam in accordance. So if we help to build that environment for them, where Allah grant Kheer and Barakah we become knowledgeable, and we pass that knowledge over to them, inshallah.
0: Amen, I inshallah. The voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams, in your program, Madrasa on E. We are in our second segment, still being I am a Muslim, what is expected of me? And you can send through your questions through to our WhatsApp number, as well as our SMS number. Now, Sheikh, here is a few messages that came through via our WhatsApp. And it says, Salam, Sheikh, if you go to a public toilet where there is no Stinger bottles, what do we do as our moms used to make the paper with to clean us, explain Kanala.
1: Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Thank you for that one Yasmina. I want to say, thank you to the person who asked the question. Um, yes, the questions are still busy in the issue of the Eastinja, uh, uh, and allow me—I think—you uh, have the right to be able to ask those questions, and the people will answer that to the best of our abilities, inshallah. Um, and in the sense of when we go to a public toilet where there is no water, like we said. That our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us, we, we, we could be using the natural dry cleaning. And we could, if there is toilet paper, we could use, use the toilet paper. And if there is stone, we could use the stone. And if there is bark of trees, or there is leaves, or there is anything that's not, not uh, fluid water, then you can use that. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be a toilet paper that's made wet because if you use a toilet paper that's made wet and it's wet then the, you know toilet paper is so very very soft if it's wet you can use it just once and sometimes you don't even clean yourself properly with that wet toilet paper now imagine you must use it and you must use it for your front and your back now the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us when there is not something that you can use and you, and, and you Use the, the cleaning of your back and your front. You need to, to clean the back first if something is dry. But if it's wet, you're now going to use that wet things under, under the the, the uh, um your private parts in front, and there the contamination is fluid itself, so it contaminates the whole wet part. By, by so, if you're going to use the drops of water from there, it's not going to drop it out. Then the the toilet paper is not going to be enough to be able to clean yourself properly for istinja purposes only for the front part right and yes we saw this of our parents they did that to us we recognized they had good intentions and we ask allah to pardon them if they've made mistakes in having to allow us to be able to do it that way but remember the importance of istinja is it must be dealt with properly it's all about proper cleansing proper proper cleansing not using water in a toilet and on toilet paper that is not being taught by us by our nabi that is a good intentions of our parents which they made error with and we need to admit to the error we need to say that is pure error pure mistake wrong against the advice of the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam he showed us we do not add we do not take something dry and wet it and then use it No, we use either something completely dry and you clean your shelf in dry cleaning this is what our taught us, or you use fluid, or you use both, and using both, we don't wet the dry thing, you use the, the dry thing first, and after the dry thing, then you use the water to clean yourself with, we allow everything to become absolutely clean, may Allah open the path for all of us, and we recognize our parents with their good intentions, those who've had the good intentions that they had, we admit to the good intentions and we ask Allah, oh Allah, pardon them. Oh Allah, if we've made the mistakes, oh Allah, if they've taught us the thing wrong, we admit, we, ad- we come to admit it was not given to us by Allah and Rasul in that way. So we're not supposed to have done it that way. They had good intentions, oh Allah, pardon them. And we beg Allah for pardon, and if they've left the earth, O oh Allah send Noor and Barakah, They it be positive for what they did when they, in their good intentions, draw the conclusion to the best of their abilities. There's no sin on them for that, O oh Allah, uh, and Allah knows their best, for they, they've done their very, very best. Ya Rab, may Allah pardon all of us. May Allah grant us to recognize our parents have ears, had their ears, we also have many errors. We're not here to look at the errors of others, but admission to those errors is a necessity so that we can bring the the need of change back to the tariqa of Allah and His Rasul, as guided to us by our messenger. Not my conclusion. Not what I draw off My conclusion must be that which Allah and His Rasul shows me. Otherwise, I'm not supposed to do that. Now, yes, uh, I'm saying all this, but the reality is, I was also exposed to that. And I say, I am referring to myself. was also exposed to that. And we come to recognize, but that is not the tariqah of Allah, rasul, then we must be able to go back to the tariqah so that Islam becomes real in what it was uh, given to us by Allah and His Messenger Muhammad. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, after the question to the Yasmina, we just need to go back as to what we have been dealing, dealing with. We've been looking at the issue of the wudu for now and we've shared with you the research that we want you to do in the Qur'an and and, and I started to speak to you also saying to you, I also would like you to go to some of the books of, um, of Fiqh, now there's a lot of books today and those books you can find on on, on your on your self, cell phone and um, you can go to Sahih Bukhari or Sahih Muslim or you can go to any Fiqh books and many of those books is available. And I, but I want you to be able to do some research for me personally and If I say personally, you did, did your own research Or you can go do it with your children or your partner your husband or your friends and you go and do the research of a hadith that's known where the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasalam has taught the Sahaba Exactly what the wudu was of that Nabi Now the, the this hadith deals with the method of the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wa teaching us wudu. And it'd be healthy if you and I can go in there and get that exposure. The hadith is, the, the topic is, the, I mean, the, the book that you're going to go to is, is in, in the book Sahih Bukhari or Muslim is a topic called the, the topic of Tahara, cleansing, purification, right? So you go into the section of purification and under that you look for the area called wudu and and after, underneath the area of wudu, you call for the hadith of Sayyidina Uthman The hadith of Sayyidina Uthman. And there you will get exposure of the hadith of Sayyidina Uthman and the topic of Tahara in the books of hadith, preferably, or the books of, of what we call the books of fiqh. And if you have that, you've been given that, insha'Allah, and you have done that, insha'Allah, then we will be dealing with that. Myself and yourself with certain things. I would just love that you get the exposure, all of us. We get the exposure of the fact that the knowledge doesn't come from me, it doesn't come from any professor, it doesn't come from the university, it doesn't come it comes directly from Allah and His Messenger Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi So it's all pure knowledge, knowledge of the highest level of purity, of the deepest level that comes directly from our Lord that knowledge but you and i as the educators of tomorrow to our generation in the future we must know that we understand and we've been given exposure So we send you to the Quran of what Allah says and we send you to the hadith and hope that you can actually share that with our children as well in the future. Shukran. Jazakallah.
0: Shukran so much, for also answering the questions and do know that you can send them through, inshallah. That is the end of our second part of the program being I'm a Muslim, what is expected of me? And we're now going to enter our next segment being leadership in islam and its progression but before we go into that share here is a question that came through with regards to our previous segment and this is with regards to the istinja it says what are the rules of istinja when you make a number two sometimes i use a lot of toilet paper and water to clean and i feel i'm wasting
1: I think a healthy question showkan if that one yes me and I was probably want to say thank you to the, the listener out there who asked the question because it's general things that we need to be able to speak to everybody about. So yes, thank you, highly appreciate it. The question I- the question is first and foremost, uh, using a lot of toilet paper has become a common trend in today where our forefathers did not allow us to use a lot of toilet paper. You need to use enough toilet paper to be able to clean yourself, cleansing properly but don't waste the toilet paper, so that which you've used, see how can you fold it again, you don't use uh, 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 a lot of toilet paper and you uh, uh, pop it into your hand and you use it, no, you fold it decently so it can be used and covered and, and clean. so you clean yourself and you use it again and again. So that not too many toilet paper has been used, wasted, and, and a lot of toilet paper in the hand, and you use it as a lot, and you know that is not. We are human beings. The most important tool of the human being. The most important tool of the human being must be used at all times, every moment, every second. Even if you are asleep, you must try to use it. But it's, it's asleep. It's not as easy to use it. But that is how far we should go in using this most important tool. And I'm specifically not saying what it is because I want us all to listen attentively. What is the most important tool in the life of a Muslim? Is the intellect that Allah has given us that we don't don't ever do anything but our mind is you works working. Before, so I don't go to the tap and just open up the tap and let water fall into the, the cup and it falls over, and then and whatever I now look take up and then I drink of that. That is not how a Muslim does things. A Muslim's whatever a Muslim does, he uses this intellect is at work at all times highly intellectual he looks at what he's doing and he asks the question why and how and what must i do and is it within in agreement with from allah and his so so yes the use of the toilet paper is an important aspect but we don't use it just wasting and use more paper and more paper this is not the method of using a oh, lot of water a lot of water no you use toilet paper and because you've used you cleanse the bath. you clean yourself as far as you can using as minimal amount of paper but to clean as far as possible and then after the cleansing of the toilet paper you use water and then you throw the water over and you clean it but if you have used toilet paper you don't need a lot of water because you've done the cleaning cleansing complete to the best of your ability and you go as far as using the least amount with the best amount of results of cleansing on the body and then you use the water and you use your hand and rub there and makes it clean and then you wash your hands afterwards. That is what is recommended for us in the way we should be dealing and I appreciate the fact that the question is happening and most probably the need that you and I need to speak to our youth at the use of toilet paper nowadays. Now remember, we did not grow up with toilet paper, but today the youth, they grow up and they think it is a necessity, they must get it. No, it is no necessity. It's no necessity that we must use toilet paper. No, if there is water to use, you probably can clean yourself absolutely clean with water only without using anything other than that to be if we can afford not being wasteful not being uh, having a lot to throw we need to educate our children how to use the toilet so that they don't waste because if waste becomes norm in them, then the next generation becomes even more wasteful. And you and I will be kept responsible because we entertained it, we encouraged it, we gave them the permission to waste, or we taught them, we skilled them, we nurtured them to be wasteful beings. May Allah protect. And it's mine, your responsibility. May Allah open the path for us that we understand we're not here to fight anybody, but the need for us to identify our positives and our negatives makes us grow and grants us positivity and grants us insight and grants us wisdom and grants us beauty and barakah and noor and rahmah of Allah. Right? May Allah forgive us for our shortcomings and grants us what is best for our dunya and best for our akhirah. I want to say again, shukran for that question, which I think is healthy, relevant to our time.
0: Shukran so much for answering the question and shukran for everyone who participated in the program. We are now with further ado, we're heading on to our next segment, our final segment being leadership in Islam and its progression. And Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday, inshallah. Sheikh Bismillah.
1: Shukran, Jazakal with that one on T. Yasmina. Mina. Um, we are still building the section of leadership in Islam. Under the section of communication, and we went into the section in uh, communication. We are busy with the area of advice giving. And remember, we shared certain advice, uh, certain issues that we spoke about yesterday, and we spoke about the essence of understanding. Allow me just to repeat what I said yesterday of what Putapit did and Antibedi did in the District 6 area those days, and how that effect. Of advice living with our society needs to come back we also said to us of the importance of the fact that advice is all about idea uh, seeing that there is negative things or errors or false it is in us and that we need to be able to have the free flow of advice amongst us as Muslims and for me to be a Muslim the necessity is I must be ready to be able to give advice. So I must be able to understand my dean and what I must do and how I must live. Because the environment around me, young people, new people to dean is not always equal. I need to be able to take their hands and I need to show them as I've been, t- as my hand has been taken and shown me how to do things. I must indicate and show and educate others. So I must be part of the development of others. Leadership means that I must be a leader will be able to see that we help the next generation to develop and grow so that tomorrow they become the leaders and they take the matter further and further and further subhanak may Allah open the path for all of us so in the process of advice we've indicated to you that when a person gives advice it's all about the fact that he is insincere in his voice, that he wants to convey to the people and the fact that he has a measurement of love and care and consideration for his muslim brothers right and that care about others his children his family his friends the rest of the environment he accepts it as a means that is to accept the responsibility of pointing out to others their errors their faults and their mistakes now we today in life don't like that and we almost detest that, no, I don't want to. And we almost shout that loud out there, that no, we don't want to. But this is not your deen. You don't have the right to say what must be done. You cannot say what must be done. Oh, no, 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 not you, neither I. This deen belongs to Allah. And you and I have been given a command. And Allah is instructed, and Allah is informed, and Allah has advised us we must see to advice we must not allow the error to carry on remember the hadith of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he says man ra'a minkum fal if you and i see an error that we must bring change to it we must we don't have a democratic right we cannot say but we cannot say and ni ikani, uh, 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 you cannot and i cannot it's not your deen, it's not the deen of your mom and your dad, it's not the deen of your teacher or your khalifa, of your peer or your master, nay, it is the deen that comes from Allah, you either live it in accordance with Allah and his soul, or you say I'm prepared to take out myself, I'm not Muslim anymore, and you choose, you, you choose we need to say we choose at that moment do we want to be muslim Do we want to live as islam do we want to do what is the duty and so the process of nasiha of having to see that advice is flow and free flowing in this community is a necessity allah has put it onto your child your plate and mine and we are compelled to do it and if we do not in the words of the nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam then allah is going to teach us no less than allah is treated the people of musa The jews the jewish nation because they were they saw the wrong they saw the negativities they saw and they sort of entertained it indirectly they became the people who remained silent when they saw the wrong as if they gave permission to do it so you and i will be considered the same and if anything happens to our children none but we were to be blamed for not taking the responsibility so as we've said yesterday the need to understand the thought, the necessity the compulsion of nasiha become a norm in society at home in my environment at work amongst my friends amongst my peers amongst my workers in every environment that I am, at the game that I play, or at the picnic place, or the holiday place, we cannot allow that we see a wrong and remain silent. Then, unfortunately, Allah is going to keep us responsible for whatever happens in the faults and errors of others. We know it, and we do not do the right thing. Na'udhu Billah. So may Allah grant us to understand the seriousness of this. As a, as, a, as a process, we've said to us, how necessary is it that we have a good heart, uh, a feeling of wanting to see righteousness and goodness in everybody. The process of having to deal with nasiha, there is this issue of when we give advice, we call general advice. And specific advice General advice is To be able to see That I remind my children Every day about making Salah I remind everybody about making Istighfar I remind everybody or anybody About reciting Salawat Upon the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Giving advice So yes our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Says to us One of the rights That every other Muslim has over me Every other Muslim Have the right over me One of those rights That they have over me and that I have over each and every one of them is whenever I ask them for advice or they ask me for advice. If they ask me for advice or I ask them for advice, which means if anybody asks me or you for advice, then you and I must be ready to give advice. And we can choose. It could be specific or it could be general. And if the circumstances you meet somebody for the first time or you just need person if you don't mind, Is there any advice that you would like to give us? Then give general advice, something that's general. So what is general advice? We say to the brother, if you do not mind, keep your connection with Allah. If you do not mind, don't forget that you need to perform your salah. If you do not mind, see that we are very cautious on the way we take our wudu. If you do not mind, be considered of the fact that the, w- the istinja is important these are common general advices you could say don't forget to recite salawat upon the nabi these are general advice specific are when you know a person and you know certain things that there is and it's common like for instance you see somebody you get used to him get used to him and her and time goes on and there's a tendency of having a, a weakness and a shortcoming and you get nearer to this person and you're alone with this person and you don't take this person the, the 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 this thing to the public you take it to a to a person process but you say to the person what those things are that person and you said the person, I love you for the sake of Allah and for this reason I don't want to wish for you to be able to live like that. So I've seen your error because when we love with one another, we see one another's errors. I've seen those errors of yours. And I'm I'm giving you this advice because you've asked me for advice. And I'm giving you this advice as specific because I've seen this and I do not want you to be I don't want others to see it from you. I have seen it and I may dua that Allah can help you to overcome, but this is the reason why I'm saying this to you. So you share something that you know specific of the person. One example of such things is um, you know Hamad before, but no Hamad is Iman, but I like him in your ronde and Hamad like to what, what Dola said, and Biba said, and has said it and then all up in your ronde to tell for Khadima, and he tell for Tima, and he tell for all he means. He, she is the other because I like him stories. So if he is somebody who says to you, do you advice for me? And you can then remind them of the importance of understanding what happens with the tongue. And how what happens to when, when we have ears and we don't listen carefully, and we're not ready and prepared to be able to protect the situation of other people, right? and It's not oh, our duty to expel that and to share that with others, we need to protect it, and if we do that, Allah will protect us and and because the law of nature is as ek anime sa aln gewalle opmak dan moet my hadde gewade daar in public ge word right that that's the law of nature it got gebeur so in enige ene van us so when we speak of advice we refer to the fact that knowing that they certain things as general general advice and you can speak of anything general how you are schooling wie nie vrydom jou doete nie me maar que sala update um how for yourself schooling um, and see who is your friends consider yourself uh, you, choose, you choose friends in life. Those are general advices, and so there's a great amount of general advice. When you walk in the street to X, when you do, Allah tells us, "Say D." of Nabi says, "Allah." Those are general advices. Specific advices when we deal with a person specifically. A Nabi uh, um, When a person came to him, and the person asked, "Give me advice, here Rasulullah?" The Nabi says to him, "La taqdir." Because the Nabi knew him as a person. Nabi said to him, Do not get cross. And he says, Now, okay, message of Allah, I've heard, but you said, I understand your message. But is there anything else that you give me? Nabi said, He said to Nabi, Nabi said to him, Do not get cross. So, and told him, Nabi said the third time to him. So you see the Nabi is giving him specific advice so that you and I can recognize May Allah open the path for us inshallah
0: amen inshallah With the time now at 3.40 we break for Sheikh You may continue inshallah
1: Shukran um, jazakallah khair for that Yasmina I just want to, to uh, uh, relate back to the people as to what we were dealing with in the process of advice Um, I, I want us to realize, if you do not mind, I'm sorry I'm saying I Uh, Yes, it is is something that's common that we need to be able to have And I'm sorry that I've said I, but it's not really from me Um, Each and every one of us, in the words of our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam As great human as we are and as wonderful as we wish to be We all have shortcomings, we all have errors, we all have mistakes, we all have faults within us And our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted us to embrace the reality of that Because the best person is he who can embrace the fact that he is who he is. He can identify to himself that this is who I am. This is my positives. But he, he, he embraces his negatives also. He identifies this is mine. He doesn't deny it. He doesn't reject it. He doesn't say, no, it's not me. He accepts it. But he recognizes that with his shortcomings and his faults and his errors, he wants to be a righteous person. So he cannot live by himself and identify or bring about the necessary good changes that need to take place in his life except of having to interact with the people that there is and if he interacts with the people that there is around him then they get exposure and understanding and they come to see or to notice the negativities in his life and the things that he's are living with and he needs them to be able to remind him all of us, every one of us, so nobody is exempted, nobody, nobody, but nobody is exempted, right? So nobody is exempted, so everybody must be ready to live, to have somebody in his life that is prepared to advise him, that sees into what we said, general advice and specific advice. And in the capacity of the Sahaba, the great pioneers of this deen, the great personalities, they were people who would be in their nature, they were people who admitted to their faults and errors, and they always felt that they needed good friends good environment, good people around him, those who can see their faults and their errors, those who identify it, but those who can give it to them in a very gentle and soft way back to them and those who can guide them along in the process so they can come back to what they need to fulfill. Now yes, all of us as we've said in the words of our Nabi our Nabi has told us who we are and he said to us, we are all People with error and with fault, with shortcomings, with sins, with negativities in our life. We are all with that, all of us. Our great moms, our great personalities, all of us, all, each and everyone, one, nobody is exempted. All of us have this. And so all of us must be ready to be able to have, when people around us is prepared to advise us about ourselves, we must be open to it. We must have an open heart to listen to it. We must be wise. We must be able to take it in so that we can become that good people. Let's listen to some of the Sahaba. You know what they've said? In the person, the capacity of the great Omar radiAllahu an, and I feel proud to mention him by name. He's such a wonderful person, a great personality, one of the greatest personalities in this ummah, the greatest which Allah Allah has made him greatest. And the Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam I show him positivity in this great Nabi, in this great person, and we love him for the fact that Allah has chosen him to be that great person. He says. May Allah have mercy on He who sends me my faults as a gift. May Allah Sayyidina Umar says, May Allah have mercy on that person who sends me my faults, who reminds me of my faults, of my errors, of my shortcomings, of my sins that I live by. May Allah give have mercy on who can actually remind me of that, because many a times I, as human, I err when I do things. I don't realize that I'm using error. This is all of us. Imagine a person in the capacity the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said about this person. If they ought to have been a Nabi Nabi for this oh, for humanity after me, it would have been this great Umar. This great capacity of Omar uh, which Allah has sent to this Ummah. This Omar which has been our oh, one of our great leaders which Allah has chosen to give him that great status, which Allah has elevated him to, nobody can remove that elevation from him. Allah has given to him that. That great Umar. No matter who says what against him, Allah has elevated and whatever anybody says against him, which is not befitting of him, may Allah reward them for what they are. And who do they think they deserve to have the right to say anything against Umar? When Allah and his Rasul has given honor and glory to him. And the Nabi sallallahu wa sallam says, he spoke to you and to me, he spoke to us, the Muslims, and he says to us, if there ought to have been a Nabi after me, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it would have been Omar. He has a great capacity to be a Nabi to humanity. And this Omar says, it would be a great thing if somebody can come to, to me and, and give me as a gift my faults and my errors and show me my shortcomings and my, my sins, or my wrongful things that I do, not realizing who I am in my error.
0: Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. We now break for as When we come back, we'll continue with your program, Madrasa on a Developing Islam. In me, we are in our final segment, that is Leadership in Islam and its Progression. I'm going to be head straight into Sheikh. where Sheikh can continue, inshallah, as to where Sheikh stop, and that is within Leadership in Islam and its Progression. Sheikh, bismillah.
1: Shukran for that one. And uh, just before the break, we were speaking about what said Umar radiallahu and Abdi's Sahabas looked at the process of nasiha in their life. And We've mentioned that the normal indicated that may Allah have mercy on a person who sends me my faults as a gift hey, Rab. Imagine these are the great Sahaba radiallahu, anhum. what about you and mm-hmm. me? May Allah grant us to become Muslim May I repeat may Allah grant us to become Muslim. I emphasize the word become meaning We sometimes live in a life today. We we almost want to say but I am Muslim But we are nowhere near those great Sahaba, radiyallahu anhum, and, 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 and yes, we cannot compare ourselves with them. But at least we can strive to be, to be like them. To that the positive of this comes into us. And yes, we all have faults and shortcomings. But if imagine we can follow their trend, where will we go to? Ya Rabbi, may Allah grant us khiran barakah. Sorry, I am not here to undermine anybody. I'm speaking to all of us. And I want to say thank you that Allah granted me the opportunity to, to reach your ears, to reach your homes and to interact with you. And I am not here to be able to undermine you or to think bad of you. I am even weaker than all of you, please make to for me as well. And thank you for granting the opportunity that I can interact with you. And I hope Allah can grant us to be similar to those great Sahaba. Anhu. In the issue of advice giving, we need to understand it's a two-way communication. And by two-way communication we mean it doesn't come from one side only, it goes from both sides. The one who's being given advice must welcome it, must be be able to listen to it with an open mind and an open heart and a smiling face, appreciating the expressions and the, the, the issues that comes with gratitude and good And try his best to be able to follow it up uh, by positiveness and to start to improve himself or herself by implementing it in their lives on the other hand it is also the necessity of the one who gives the advice to be able to be patient to be tactful to use appropriate and gentle and soft words and remember what we said how Allah showed us in the approach of what Allah said to Nabi Musa when Allah said to Musa, when Allah send Musa to, to Fir'aun, Allah says وَقُلْ كَوْلًا Speak gently to him. Now this if this is Musa, you and I we are not Musa's and the people that we speak to necessarily ain't Fir'aun Allah said to him he must be gentle how gentle and kind should we not be that when we use the gentle and kind words when we choose to be able to give but we said it's a two-way so it comes from two people who gives the one who gives and the one who take but each and every one of us must be ready to accept advice and each and everybody must be ready to give advice may Allah open the path for all of us and grant us to develop the process of having to understand that this, this issue of positive advice that needs to come back to this ummah, to the society, to this community, needs to start from you and from me. And it needs to become a norm in our homes, in our environment, in our schools, in our working places, in our holiday place, places, or wherever we find ourselves, or in masjid or in Madaris. We must be able to bring back. Good advice continuously. The Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, whenever they left one another, they saw to the need that they read Surah Al Asr that we read every day. They read Surah Al Asr. What does it say? Wal Asr, we swear by time. Innal Allah plus ways by time We need to remind ourselves of what Allah says And Allah says Verily man is but in destruction of himself As man goes on into the development of his world And his worldly issues He destroys himself He is definitely busy to destroy himself Except for those people who believe in Allah uprighteously Which means if you do your normal things and you believe, you probably can get away from the destruction. Wa salihat, but he doesn't only believe in Allah. He also sees that that which he believes in, he applies the application of that which he must do. Love Islam, watawaslo and he reminds things one of uh, one another. Of what is righteous and good and he sees that the reminders of positivity goes around all the time of positiveness and he advises positivity to one another what be and that we actually realize and we remind one another and advise one another of perseverance in this world when the challenges of Allah comes our way may Allah open the path for all of us inshallah may Allah forgive us for our shortcomings and may Allah grant us to what is best for our dunya and for akhirah just a reminder our time has come to the end of this program again this is this reminder of the fact that shukam jazakallah for those people who has attended the workshops with us the next workshop is taking place inshallah in the first of april only may allah grant khairan barakah that we all attend or the, the more people and that will be in the, the, the area but before then on the 26th of this month we're having our excursion and we want to say to you, please all get yourself ready for the excursion, so and let the radio know how many people this area can be, inform the radio, get yourself in, 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 uh, Get yourself a sort of… Uh, um, uh,
0: Prepared in pre- application
1: forms. Fulfilled in the, the application forms so that you can be become registered as as a member to in, attend the, the excursion and having participated in, in this course so in the future we can actually identify and give to you what you deserve. But you also can benefit of the things that's gonna happen within that excursion, inshallah And we just put our hands together to make the final dua shaitan bismillah rahman rahim wal-Asr in the insan, a fee illa <laughs> lavina, a manu, amilus, sorry hat, whatever so be happy, whatever so be sober, was a la who had a seed in our Mulana, Mohammed Wada Ali, was happy, where Bari was selling, Subhanakallahumma, or Behamdik Nashado, and La ilaha Illa, anta Nasiruka, when a tubu, I like what Hamdulilla, Hirobil Adami.
0: Well, Hamdulilla, four o'clock on the dot, and that brings us to the end of another episode of Madrasa on E-Developing Islam in me with Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. I hope that you have benefited from that and that you have enjoyed sitting in our company up until this hour. Do note that don't forget and also like she has mentioned the excursion happening on the 26th of March so do make yourself available for that day inshallah it's going to be a fun day and it's a surprise so definitely do know that you can come to the Voice of the Cape radio station for your indemnity forms as well as your application forms in terms of of wanting to sign up to attend the excursion inshallah from myself Yasmina Peterson abu assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa and have a great day further